start a podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode number four of No One, the podcast, the podcast that nobody asked for, hosted by the person that nobody knows. Um, I am recording a bunch of podcasts in succession because that's what you can do when all you do is talk to yourself. And I'm thinking that I might um, be yelling and I'm still trying to figure out the audio exactly. I'm not watching this and I know that I can fix some of this. I've moved the microphone away, but if the first couple of episodes, I'm trying new software too. So first few episodes, like we're on episode four now. So if the first few episodes do not um, sound good, <laughs> do not like, they just sound very aggressive. I promise you I'll work on it, but I haven't gone back to edit any of these yet, which is why I can't like make the best corrections. But like I said, I tried to move the mic away a little bit. I'm going to try to stop screaming and being a lunatic. So hopefully that will help a little bit. But I am here today to talk a little bit about multi-level marketing. And I'm going to start this podcast with a bit of full disclosure. Based on the traditional definition of an MLM, I am part of one. I am a beauty counter consultant, which I think is a little bit different than traditional MLMs. I'll get into that in a second. But I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying things and not owning up to who I am and what I do. Um, I became a beauty counter consultant because I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. And part of what I saw as a huge issue for people is just the exposure to toxins. And it's been no more apparent to me than in what we put on our bodies through skincare or makeup. So I got involved because I honestly just wanted like firsthand experience in some of these products that I could recommend to my clients. And um, yeah, I do make money off of every time somebody buys something through me. But the whole reason I like it is because if people don't wanna shop through me, they don't have to. They don't even have to shop through anybody. They can shop right through the website and all of the money can stay with Beauty Counter, which I mean, I think just knowing that makes people feel better because most people aren't like in a rush to just give all of their money to a, a business, like if they have a chance to give it to somebody they know and somebody they like, they'll, they'll do that. But it's just nice to know that there's an option. It's not like I have to sit here and tell you that I really need you to buy something, like it's really important. Anyways, we're, I'm gonna get into all this in a second, but I just wanted to do full disclosure that I am a beauty counter consultant, so I make money off of sales to people and it goes upstream. There are people who work above me who make money off every time I make a sale that are not just the company itself, that it's not just like headquarters. There are other human beings ahead of me, <laughs> which is a whole other story. But I want to talk today about MLMs because I've just seen it happen so frequently often where people, there's like two groups of people it seems like. Um, you're either in an MLM or you know someone who is and you hate them, which is terrible, okay? Let's just back up for a second and first of all, talk about the fact that there are so many 
different companies now that hire sales reps to make money based off like commissions. And that, that structure is not wrong. It's how lots of companies operate. Lots of companies operate based solely on performance. Like you have unlimited earning potential. You sell as much as you want and you can make as much as you want. That's not a bad structure. Some people operate really well with a performance-based structure. So that is not an issue. So if anyone sees that as an issue, please take a moment to reevaluate your favorite, I don't know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but like if you have an investment banker or anyone who works in sales is usually, not usually, but often performance-based. So just relax on that front. Now, where MLMs are getting the bad rep is that because there are often people above your friends, your friends are usually not the ones on, on top of the game, there's usually people above them or it's just the company above them or something like that, they think that there is these demands in place to, to perform. Like there's a certain threshold that you have to meet or you know you end up having to buy your own products your friend ends up having to buy their own products because they're not going to meet their quota and I don't know and then people are in raging debt and all of these other things. Well I'm not going to pretend to know the structure of every MLM but I am going to say that they're all different and I think this is where we, fir we first need to start. We need to start with the fact that not every MLM has a sales quota. So if your friend is a part of it it's not like they have to meet a certain minimum to A, make their money, or B, continue on being a sales rep. That's not how everyone, how all of them function. And there's a certain amount of expense, like there is for any company, um, but they don't have to inherently be stressed out about how much they're selling because that's not always the case. There are a lot of places where that is the case. And I think that's the kind of MLMs that people are seeing where you have to pretend to show pity to your friends. Like, I feel so bad that they're in this pyramid scheme, that they're wasting all of their money. You know what? Maybe a few people do feel like that. Maybe a few people feel bad that, like, their friends have kind of, like, gotten into a, a bad situation. But most of you are just trying to feel better about yourselves. Like, most of you are just kind of be like, well, I didn't fall for it. Like, I'm so much smarter than that person. Don't be a jerk, okay? Because you need to realize that most people that are in MLMs are doing it because they need something that they're passionate about. And if you have that in a traditional job that's not performance-based, good for you. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't make you better than anyone else, though. And you need to remember that, okay? There are a lot of people who, and I think the traditional model is like a work-at-home, or stay-at-home mom, you know, who has to be home to take care of kids, but isn't done working, like doesn't want to be done working. So they get involved in a company where they can work from home and it can be performance-based. So that way, like there can be ebbs and flows. Like right now I need to take care of my kids. They're my priority. I don't want to focus on anything else. Or it's like, I'm being driven crazy right now. I need something mentally stimulating. So I'm gonna really dive into my business this month and, and do all this stuff. You aren't better than your stay-at-home mom because you have a steady income. So stop thinking you're better than them, okay? Because I know a lot of you 
not a lot of you necessarily people that are listening, but like a lot of people in society, like that's where you quote unquote feel bad for these people. Like I feel so bad that you're in like this debted structure and you're not, you don't understand how it works. Stop assuming people are idiots. Okay. Some people are like there are everywhere, but a lot of people know exactly what they're getting into. And if they give themselves false hope that, oh, I can meet that sales quota or I can, you know, I'll do that and I, I don't, and it won't cost me any money. Like I'll be fine in the end. And if they have that confidence and then they make a mistake and realize that they can't, you being a jerk about it doesn't make it any better. Okay. Like you being like, hmm, ah, I knew you were in a cult or whatever you want to call it. That doesn't make your friend feel any better. Jerk. You're the jerk here. Okay. They tried something. They believed in themselves. Maybe they fell flat on their face. Why don't you try showing a little compassion? I don't know. Crazy thought, right? So we have these people who are involved in MLMs because they want to start and grow a business. And I know a lot of people who have had so much success doing this to the point where they've been able to quit their full-time jobs. Or if they were a stay-at-home mom, like they have an income now, like that they just weren't going to have earlier. Why is it a bad thing for people to be following their dreams? Maybe it's a little unconventional. Maybe we're not at the point yet where we feel okay about how people are doing it. But bro, that's on you. That's not on them. Why can't you let people just enjoy how they're doing things? If they're super passionate about whatever product they're selling, let them be super passionate about it. It's better than someone being fake and phony about it and like, oh my God, I, I, I use this all the time and they don't. And I've said that too, like I am a beauty counter sales rep and there are products that I haven't tried or there are products that I tried and I don't like, but I'm going to be honest about it every single time. And people are like, oh, that's not a good sales strategy. I was like, I don't care. I'm not trying to make it a good sales strategy. I'm trying to be honest about it. And I think a lot of people are like that. A lot of people, you know, maybe they're not going to necessarily be like, this product sucks, but they're not going to recommend it to you if they don't know what they're doing, if they don't like it or if it doesn't work or something, things like that. Because I think this is the other part of it too. It's like, aside from you thinking your friend is in a cult now, you feel like they're pressuring you to buy something. Let me tell you, if you are in a scenario where your friend won't leave you alone because they want you to purchase something, the problem is with your friend, not the business they're involved in. Maybe that's a hard pill to swallow for some people. But if your friend is obnoxious and annoying, they were probably obnoxious and annoying before the company and they will be afterwards. Because if you have a good set of friends who just wants to get out there, get it out there that they sell something, they support something, they're part of a business and they want to share about it because they're passionate about it, you should be happy for them. If they're constantly mongering you for money, that is is a friend issue. It is not what they're involved in. They could be involved in anything else. It's probably the friend that never pays you back, that says, I'll get your next drink and never does. Probably the friend that's like, I'll Venmo you later and then doesn't. It's probably like when you're like, yeah, you owe me $89.64, they send you 80 bucks and they're like, close enough. That's all that type of person, okay? It has nothing to do with the freaking structure of an MLM, okay? It has to do with the company you keep. And sorry if that's hard for you to hear, but it's what I truly believe. Because if you have a friend who just literally wants to get it out there, like, hey, I have these products. If you want to try them, let me know. They'll use, they're, they're, if they're good people, 
they're receptive to when you say no thank you or not right now or never they'll be like okay I had the conversation I've reached out to you that's fine period and everyone and I've been in that situation too where people have come up to me like hey I'm like selling this I think you might be interested in it and you're like yeah I actually might be interested in it but like not even close right now so like I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when I'm interested and people respect that and that that's how I know that I have good friends and I even not necessarily like close friends but like good company that I keep like people that I've met and people that I've been around because they're respectful of that they're just trying to spread the word enjoy running a business and feeling like their own boss and if they reach out to you let them and if you have questions and if you're like really like it's like your best friend you're like they're involved in a cult I need to like save them can you, instead of being like a white knight, can you just ask them the bit about the business? Can you ask them like, oh, did you have to like, not in a jerk way, but like, did you have to invest a lot? Like, how, how did you get involved? And if someone's like shy and doesn't really want to talk about it, then maybe it's someone you can find a way to be compassionate towards and find a way to help them out when it calls for it. And maybe, maybe it, you know, they do have to get some tough love every once in a while. And if they're like, man, I don't know, I have to buy a hundred more lipsticks or I have to sell a hundred more lipsticks or I'm going to have to buy a hundred more lipsticks on my own. Then, then it's time to like, be like, okay, can we talk about this? Like, what are your goals here? Is it just a job? Like, can we help you find another job? Like, how, how can we help you with this? There's a way to go about it that's not being a jerk. But you have to have the initial conversation, okay? You can't assume that people are in debt or people are screwing themselves in the process. Like, Beauty Counter, there's a very small fee to get involved. I think it's $98. It's been a while since I've done it. And then it's like $65 or something like that, like every year to like keep your website up and running. So $150, bucks, let us call it that's how much they have to invest in a year and that's really not that many products that they have to sell in order to make it up and that doesn't mean people don't get in debt because people are like oh i need to do giveaways or i need to do this or i need to have all the products in my hand so i can show people you know that's all like kind of individual but but in and of itself it was not a huge undertaking which is why i did it and there are no sales minimums okay like i don't i couldn't sell one product and only make like $6 in a month and they will send me a paycheck for $6, like period. And as long as I sell, and it's like a wicked small, like, I don't remember the number because now I'm confusing myself, but there's a number that you have to hit every six months or every year or something. Um, and as long as you do that, then you won't, with the, you won't compress as they call it. And so whatever it was, like the risk was like fine enough for me because it, it was literally like, the whatever it worked out to like how much you would have to sell a month or something like that it's minimal like it's super minimal and so it, I had people that were interested in the products like right away and literally all that would be all it took like if I did no more um promoting or no more promotions or anything like that and I just had my current clientele restock what they what they use to like for most people, it's like a moisturizer and a cleanser that are like their go-tos. If my clients just order that every three months, like like they would anyways, like when they ran out and I'm not forcing them to buy anything else. If I never said another word to them and that's all they did, I wouldn't, like they wouldn't kick me out of beauty counter. I hope I'm, I hope I'm making this clear. I, I wish I had pulled the numbers ahead of time so I could like 
give like a real honest look at it. But that is the point. Like it's just like, it, it doesn't even phase me. Like it doesn't bother me that there is like this, this small, like it's six months or a year minimum because it's very achievable. Um, compared to some other companies that don't have achievable goals. But that is exactly why you should talk to your friend about it. Like if someone gets involved in something, be a friend and be like, hey, I'm curious. I don't know anything about insert company name here. Could you tell me about it? Like, how did you get involved? Like, what is it? You know, why did you decide to get, why did you decide to get involved? And then be a good friend and keep an eye out for the warning signs. Like I told you guys at the beginning of this episode, I got involved because I wanted to give recommendations to my clients. Nowhere did I say that I need the money. I need this as a job. So if I end up compressing whatever, like at some point, I'm never going to be heartbroken by it. But if a friend says to you, like, I really needed some extra income, you know, then you can keep an eye on your friend and not be a jerk about it. But be like, okay, like, are you going to look for another job in the meantime? And like, this is just supplemental income or like, what do you have to do? Like, how, how, how can I help you? How can I support you? And if your friend comes back with, oh, you need to buy something, then they're not a good friend. Once again, going back to you have not a great friend as opposed to you have a good friend in a bad situation. If you ask someone how you can support them and they say, oh my God, that means so much that you even just asked, then they're a good friend. Okay. So again, let's be a little bit more real. Let's tear back these stupid layers about what you expect and what you think and just be like, do I have good friends or do I not have good friends? And if it's someone that you don't want to be friends with and they're freaking annoying you, asking you a hundred times to buy something, hello delete button, hello blocking, hello muting, hello whatever. There's a hundred ways to get away from somebody. If they're your coworker, tell them, be like, I am not interested. Stop coming into my office. By the way, most companies, you can't sell other things on premise or whatever. So if they're going to try to talk to you about it in the office or something like that, tell HR. And I'm not kidding because usually they'll put the kibosh on it right away. So now you've taken care of seeing them in person. So now you just have to worry about like, shoot, I ran into them at the grocery store and now they're going to talk to me. In which case, suck it up for 10 minutes. You still don't have to buy anything. They're not holding a gun to your head, but you can block them from all social medias. You can not be involved with them. You can delete their phone number. There are ways to get away from it if it's really driving you insane. Okay. So let's all just take a step back and stop just demonizing people who are involved in companies that you want to call a pyramid scheme or you want to call MLMs or whatever. I don't care the terminology you use. The point is they're all a little different and the people that are involved in them are different. So show a little initiative, ask some questions, and if you don't like the answers, then back up. Back away, get out of it, okay? But stop with the holier-than-thou attitude because that's what drives me insane. All these people who are like going to post on social media, post on their Facebook status like, no, I don't want this from you. No, I don't need this from you. Stop asking. And they won't like name drop, but like, you know that they're talking about people who are in MLMs. You're not better than anybody else, okay? Everyone has to make money to live their lives. Somebody actually is taking the initiative to be involved in a performance-based arena, which can be a lot more stressful than someone who has a steady job that shows up, does their job, and whether they suck that day or whether they are amazing that day, they're not going to get fired at the end of it, okay? I mean, obviously there's different amounts of job security everywhere, but the point is, like, if you're a salaried person, you have a lot more security than someone who's performance-based. And someone who's performance-based has got a lot riding on everything and has got a lot to deal with 
So you don't get to pretend that you're better than them just because your paycheck is steady every month, okay? And that's all I gotta say on that because I'm sick of those attitudes because it's just, nobody is better than anyone. And I'm not, I'm also, if I'm sounding like I think that people in performance-based industries are better, I'm not saying that either. Like, look, I had a steady job too, like where I got, paid a paycheck every month and like the chances of me getting fired were so minimal it wasn't even funny I used to work at a university like that's not those are very secure jobs and I liked that like I liked having a secure job but I did move to performance-based and now it's a, a lot to deal with but the point is like everyone get out of everyone's hair okay nobody's better than anyone we're all just trying to live our lives. We're all just trying to make the money that we need to survive. And that is it. So next time someone comes to you and says, hey, I got involved in this company. I have some of these products. I think you might be interested. Here's how you respond. One, no thank you. Two, no, I'm really not interested. Three, maybe in a little bit, I'll reach out to you. Four, Hey, you're my best friend and I didn't know that you got involved in this. Could you tell me a little bit about it? Because I'm curious. I've never heard of X company or I've never known anyone who worked for X company and I want to know more. All of those are acceptable answers. Okay. If you don't answer, by the way, that's kind of like, sh like giving signals to somebody that you're not uninterested so they can reach out to you again. So if you really don't want to be reached out to again, take five seconds and say that, no, thank you. <laughs> but after that, how you deal with the next response is up to you. And if it's someone saying, I need a lot of money. I need you to buy this. I need blah, 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 blah. I already told you. Get rid of them. Screw them. It's that person. It's not on you. They're If they're just out to make money, if that's their first response, then they probably necess don't necessarily believe in the product, things like that. And if they do believe in the product and they want to share with you and they want to be interested with you and they want to tell you a little bit more about it, they're probably going to be also be receptive when you say, hey, I'm not interested right now, but I will reach out to you when I am interested, if I'm interested. They'll probably be respectful of that. And if they're not, like I said, the problem is with your friend, not what they're doing. Okay? That's it. Hope you guys have a great week. This is a little bit more ranty than usual, but you know what? We got to do what we got to do. And I had to speak my truth because I am sick of people pretending that they're better than other people. So that's all I've got. Go forth, prosper, live your lives, do what you got to do, do what you want to do. It's all good. Have a good day. Have a good week. I'll catch you guys in the next step. Oh my God, I got to stop doing that because I'm literally jacking that from somebody else. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Have a good week. Crush it. Nope. Have a good week. Live your life. Do the damn thing. Catch you on the flip side.